0: Hello, this is Bishop Joe Grice, and I am the lead pastor of the Dillon Church of God. I want to thank you for joining us on the Dillon Church of God podcast. Our goal is to bring you biblical, Christ-centered content that will inspire and uplift you and assist you in your walk with the Lord. We hope you will enjoy this week's podcast, and God bless. If you will, turn with me to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Pastor Carlos read from this scripture this morning. I wanna preach a sermon entitled, When it comes to the resurrection of Jesus, there is no room for compromise. Some things might be up for debate, that is not one of them. There's no room for compromise. Begin with verse eight. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth on, unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You gotta believe. You gotta to believe if you don't settle anything else in your mind you have to settle this in your heart in your spirit and in your mind that Jesus died for my sins upon that old rugged cross they mocked him they made fun of him they persecuted him they hurt him they beat him they sped upon him they ripped the beard from his face and they laughed and mocked him as he hung on that cross he looked down with compassion in his heart and he said father forgive them for they know not what they do and he gave up the ghost and he died it was so quiet it was so quiet that Friday night and that Saturday everything was a hush. Disciples and all the believers were hiding. Have I believed in him in vain? Had I put my faith in him? Have I put everything, sold everything and followed him for nothing, for naught? But on that third The guards fell as if they were dead. The angel showed up and rolled back the stone. And our Savior, our Jesus came out alive and victorious over the grave. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. We give you all the glory and all the honor Lord, we praise you every single day. But Lord, especially today, I thank you, Lord, for dying for my sins. I thank you, Lord, that they're covered up under the blood. I thank you, God, that because you live, I will also live forever. Lord, I thank you for Easter Sunday morning. I thank you for every soul here. I thank you, Lord, that the blood still has power to wash away our sins. I thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient, that you are still here today to offer your salvation to each and every one who will accept that salvation. Lord, it's my prayer that something will be said today that the Holy Spirit will move upon our heart today. Lord, that those who are saved will be reminded of what we have gained. And what we have in Christ. And those who are not will make a decision today to follow you, to repent of their sins, and to follow you and to serve you the rest of their lives. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. You may be seated. Now, as you know, we are all gathered here today because Jesus lives. If Jesus was not alive, we would have no reason to be here. I would not be here. I would not be preaching the gospel. I would not be telling you a bunch of lies. I'd be doing something else with my life because if Jesus did not rise from the grave, I have no hope. You have no hope and you have no purpose in being here. So we're here today to celebrate the greatest Sunday of all the year for Christianity. That being Easter. That being Resurrection Sunday. Like I said, when, when it comes to the resurrection of Jesus, there is no room for compromise. You, you can't debate this. You, you cannot debate the fact that he died and rose again because our faith is built upon this. Without it, we have no hope and no faith. If Christians, as Christians, we need to make sure, certain of this one thing. We need to know in our heart that he died and that he rose. Amen? You, you need to get that in concrete in your spirit that he died and he rose for our sins. Why? Because if the resurrection had not taken place, gospel preaching is vain. Right? It has no real significance. It has no value and no importance. All gospel preaching is pointless and worthless. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting your time. And not only is gospel preaching would be worthless, but also Christian faith would be worthless. It would be nothing for us. Our faith would be nothing more than a big lie. 1 Corinthians 15, 14. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. If the resurrection never happened, we are still in our sins. If it never took place, we are still in our sins. Verse 17. And if Christ be not risen or raised, your faith is vain, Ye are yet in your sins. See, I celebrate today because my sins have been forgiven. But if he didn't get up, I'm still in my sins. I have no reason to celebrate. I have peace today because I know that my sins have been forgiven. And I know that my name's written down in the Lamb's book of life. But if that did not happen, I have no hope and no peace. But I have peace today. I have peace today. Christ didn't get up on that third day there is no atonement for our sins and the ransom has never been paid for our souls if the resurrection never happened all believers before us have all died and perished at death if Christ did not get up verse 18 then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished they have no hope right can't sit here and give you comfort because they would have no hope they they're they're in hell today if christ didn't get up if it didn't happen if the resurrection had never happened our faith would be just another religion it would only be about the here and now you might as well go join the country club and let that be your church some of you have you might as well just go join some other kind of man-made social circle and let that be your church, because it'd be just as powerful if Christ did not get up. See. Verse 19, if this life, if in this life we have only hope in Christ, if it only happens here and not after death, we are men of, we are all men most miserable, right? We should be sad. You should be downtrodden. You should be upset. You should have that pout look on your face like you got this morning. Huh? You should be quiet in God's house. You should hold your peace. You should not worship. You should have brought a rock. If he didn't get up, you have nothing to praise him for. If he didn't get up, you have nothing to believe in. But glory be to God. We celebrate today because he lives. Amen? We don't have to worry about all these things if it didn't happen, if this didn't happen today. Listen, he got up, and we celebrate today because he lives. Because he lives, I have victory. Because he lives, I have a shout. Because he lives, I have praise. I have joy today because he lives. See, because the tomb was empty, my faith is not. Because the tomb was empty, your faith is not empty. Because he lives, I'm not preaching in vain this morning, but in power, in resurrection power. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 18, 1 Corinthians 1, 18. For the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. Oh, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. Oh, I look foolish to those people who don't believe in Christ. I look foolish to those people who are perishing. I look foolish to them but to you who are saved. There is power in the word of God. There's power in preaching. We must preach the word. Romans 10, 14 and 15. How then, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good tidings, glad tidings of good things. Oh, hallelujah. I bring you good tidings, great tidings. I bring you glad tidings of good things. The gospel of Jesus Christ. I come to tell you today that you don't have to live without a Savior. I come to tell you today that you don't have to die without a Savior. I come to tell you that He's not in the grave, but He's at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you today. And if you will believe upon Him, if you will call upon Him, you too can be saved. Praise God. Praise God. There's power in the preached word. Oh, I don't need church. Yes, you do. Oh, my children don't need church. Yes, they do. They need to hear the preached word. Video games ain't going to get them into heaven. Baseball, football, and all those other things they do are not going to get into heaven. None of those things are going to work. They need the preached word. They need to hear the gospel. There's power in the preached word. Because he lives, our faith is not in vain and our sins are washed away. Oh, hallelujah. Titus 3, verses 5 and 6. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. You can't work your way into heaven. It's only because he died and got up. You can't do enough good deeds to make it into heaven. It's all because he died and got up. You can't pay your way into heaven. It's because he died and got up. You have to throw yourself at the foot of the cross and ask forgiveness and say, Lord, save me. I'm a sinner in need of a savior. You have to be redeemed. You have to be saved. We listen, we must remember the words of that old song. What can wash away my sins? What can make me whole again? Man, that's an awful week. I know we got some young people in here. Let me try that again. I think we got some old Pentecostals. Huh? Some old Baptists, some old Presbyterian. All of us sung it, right? What can wash away my sin? What can make me whole again? Nothing else is going to work. Nothing else is going to help. Only the blood of Jesus. Nothing can cover your sins but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I know nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to sing about it. Nobody wants to mention it. Oh, that's just, that's discussing the blood, the blood, the blood. Listen, without the blood, there's no atonement for your sins. Thank God for the blood. He provided himself a lamb, a sacrifice for our sins. We got something to celebrate today and every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise. Glory. 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 Uh, mm. glory. glory, glory, I just felt my help show up. Glory to God. Whew. Listen, because He lives. None who have believed on him have perished at death. Right? First Thessalonians 4 13 through 17. I use this a lot at funerals. Listen. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Hallelujah. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Those who are dead. For the Lord himself Oh, the people who know, know. I'm just going to tell you. The people who know, know. This is where you get excited. This is where you get happy. This is what you're looking for. This is what you're longing for. Oh. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, listen, shall be called up together with them in the air to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Ready or not, my Lord is coming. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so glad I'm ready to meet him. I'm so glad I'm ready to meet him. I'm listening for that sound. I'm listening for that shout. He's going to call me home one day. Woo. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm getting excited. (laughs) Woo! I'm getting excited. I'm watching the news. I'm seeing the river Euphrates dry up. I'm seeing all the jail cells that they're finding up under that river. I'm getting excited. I'm seeing all these people coming together, and I see them attacking Israel. I see all these things come in to pass. I, I see all these things happen. I I hear of earthquakes in diverse places. I know that the Lord is soon to return. I know that it's going to come and rapture his church. <laughs> Glory. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. I don't have to sit in front of the TV and rub my hands together and worry about what's going to go on. I just have to Woo. I just have to listen for that shout with the voice of the archangel. The trumpet God's going to sound. Hallelujah. Mm. How do we know he lives? Not only do we have faith in his resurrection, we have proof. Right? Most of you know these. If you, if you come to Easter services, any whatsoever, you've heard these, you know these. listen, We don't have to just believe it. We can believe it because it's true, and we have proof. We have the remarkable change in the lives of the disciples. This is one of my favorite ones, one of my favorite ones. It's always just caught me off guard. You've seen the man make the lamb get up and walk. You've seen him raise the dead. You've seen all these miracles of the fishes and loaves. You've seen all these things take place. You've seen your nets empty, and he filled them up. You've seen all these things. And now you're doubting him? Now you're denying him? Peter, how could you deny him? After everything you've been through, after everything you've seen, how could you deny Jesus? But he went. He says, I don't know him. He says, oh yeah, you're one of them. And I don't know him, and he cursed. He went by himself. All the disciples were hiding behind closed doors like cowards. They were hiding. (laughs) But after they saw the risen Savior, they boldly proclaimed and preached the gospel of Jesus Christ and the doctrine of the resurrection. They were willing to lay down their lives. They were afraid no more because they seen Jesus alive and well after his crucifixion. They believed enough to give their lives for it. Do we believe enough to give our lives for it? Because the day's going to come if this world tarries that some of you are going to be left here. After that rapture. And you're going to have to put your faith in Jesus. Jesus people will be saved in the great tribulation. But if you can't put your faith in him now, how will you put your faith in him then when they're threatening your life? When you can't buy anything or sell anything without the mark? Luke was hanged for his faith. John was born in all and exiled to an island for his faith. James was beheaded. The other James was beaten to death with sticks for his faith. And even Thomas, as we know him, doubting Thomas, after seeing and touching the risen Savior, laid down his life for his faith, for the resurrection. See, all these men could live. All they had to do is deny Christ. All of them could live and they'd be let go. All they had to do is deny the resurrection. It never happened. But each one of them, even when they were being stoned, even when they were being bitten, they refused to deny the resurrection of Christ. Why? Because they seen the risen Savior. Have you believed on the risen Savior? Have you put your faith and your trust in the risen Savior? See, we have the testimonies of more than 500 witnesses, eyewitnesses, who saw the risen Savior all at one time. Not a crowd like we're looking at today, all of them saw him at one time and they would testify to it. 1 Corinthians 15, 6. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once. Of whom the greater part remain until this present, until the writing of this word. But some are falling asleep. Praise God they fell asleep in Jesus. See, we have all this proof and much, much more. But the truth is, I really believe that you already believe in the resurrection of Christ or you wouldn't be here. You would not be here if you didn't believe. You wouldn't have got all dressed up, put on your finest clothes and came down here to take pictures afterwards and watch your children chase an egg. You're here because you believe. My question is, though, Do you believe enough to repent of your sins and follow him? Do you believe enough to repent of your sins? To lay down your life for him and say, Lord, I will follow you all the days of my life. Though others may deny you, I will not deny you. I will follow you. When tempted of the things of this world, I will choose you. When tempted with sin, I will choose you. I will follow you. You are my Lord and my Savior and my God. Have you said that prayer? Did you mean it when you said it? Did you mean it when you prayed it? I'm not asking, did you repeat after somebody? I'm asking you, did you mean it in your heart? Lord, everything I am, Everything I have, everything I will be, I surrender to you and your service. Pastor, is all that necessary? When he was on the cross, you was on his mind. He took those stripes for us. He took that beating that he did not have to take for us. They beat him beyond recognition, split his back open, 39 lashes with that stone and that glass and that pottery, tore his flesh from his bones, shoved that crown of thorns upon his head, and the blood ran down his face as his mother sat there and wept and cried, They nailed him to that cross. They didn't tie him. They nailed him to the cross. Was all that necessary? Yes. He was a sacrificial lamb. did it because he was willing to do it. And if he can do all that for you, if he can do all that for me, how in God's name can we ever say that we love him and we believe in him, yet we will not serve him? How could we ever sit there and hear the name of Jesus without raising our hands and saying, thank you, God? How, is, how can we sit so calmly when they're singing about our Savior and there's no praise in us? Yes, there's blood. There's power in the blood of Jesus. For the remission of sins, there's power in the blood of Jesus for eternal life. But that blood must be applied. Stand with me, please. First John 1:9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks again for tuning in to the Dylan Church of God podcast. To keep up with episodes and updates, please consider subscribing. And don't forget to share our podcast with others. Along with this weekly podcast, we stream our content to multiple social media platforms to further our online outreach ministry. The link to those can be found listed on each podcast. We also want to invite you to be with us on Sundays for our 1045 worship service. Remember, if you don't have a church home, welcome home.